chapter eleven of transition this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org transition by emma francis brooke chapter eleven honora's friendship with lucilla prospered on her side it was very tender stronger and deeper than any emotion she had as yet experienced while submitting herself in a quite extraordinary way to the spiritual and intellectual guidance of her friend her own superior physical strength and her strong common sense caused her to assume a protective attitude towards her she took to watching over lucilla and as the weeks went on she detected a growing pathos in the eyes of the latter a shade of trouble on the brow whereupon her thought turned to the portrait she had seen on the wall of her friend's sitting-room and she laid up a second grudge against mr sheridan in effect however she scarcely gauged the situation nowadays the original theme between the sexes is played with variations one evening not so long after the lecture lucilla sat solitary in her workman's flat expecting sheridan's visit sheridan had thought of her pale little face with a good deal of kindness ever since the evening of his lecture he had spoken the simple truth when he told lyttleton he had no clue to her depression or her change and now he determined to find time in his growingly busy life to try and put things right if he should find that anything had gone wrong that was how it came about that lucilla was expecting him she had thought of his visit all day and now listened for his steps with ears in which the silence throbbed sitting with hands clasped round her knees her head a little bent thinking dreaming lucilla had the gift a very rare one of tasting the imaginative in everything existence was something that she realized not as sheridan realized it with a perfect genius for seizing the practical turn of events but on the less tangible less visible side it was not only thus with her own life but with all existence for her a wonder rested on the day it was never a commonplace thing with her to look into the face of another to hear the voice of another to receive even moderate confidences she was intensely responsive to and conscious of that principle of continuity and oneness that may be philosophically observed and argued about but which is rarely an ever-present reality to the mind most people lose this particular flavour of things in preoccupation with details possessing the exceptional power lucilla was not often dull and lonely though occasionally through overcapacity and sympathy a little melancholic and again suffering sharply through her tendency to throw her own baffling dream over those to whom her affection clung she was dreaming now and mingling the greatness of her cosmical idea with the personality of the practical man of affairs who was at the moment mounting the steps to her flat when his knock came she went to open the door with a tumultuous heart and a subdued face it might almost have seemed that sheridan on entering should have caught some departing rustle of the wings of lucilla's thoughts but he had come to her straight from the busy workaday world and the noise of it was still in his ears all he noticed was the girl's familiar form the light of the room behind her dark head and the beginning of a dry smile on her lips 
as he entered he wore the wistfully friendly smile with which it was natural to him to try and amend for any hurt which he suspected but could not understand from his lips however only commonplaces fell no one could be more open than he when he liked but he had his reticent side and would feel his way with a difficult subject lucilla occasionally thought that they took refuge in commonplaces from something of import that lurked on the edges of either mind i have brought you the proof of the last leaflet said he i thought you might like to see it thank you returned she a little crestfallen while he searched in his pockets it represents a good deal of hard work he remarked as he handed it to her ah yes i am sure of that if you have had to do it people will say it is a dream dream or no dream within six months they will have adopted it as practical politics lucilla was fingering the pamphlet absently that's how we get on said she permitting the dry smile to escape her of course by sheer iteration you repeat and repeat a thing until it sticks and then people imagine they've said it themselves all along and forget the source of the idea said lucilla regretfully oh that doesn't matter he returned with his friendly smile but lucilla was turning the pages and glancing between them with a face which sheridan interpreted as one of distaste i'm afraid it's rather dull said he apologetically paul said the girl shyly the colour mounting to her cheeks with the effort of the words i wish you'd read something of mine her glance avoided his and her heart was beating the moment the words were out she wished them unspoken of yours lucilla said sheridan leaning forward with his kindest smile have you been writing oh no i don't mean that i haven't time even to think of such a thing you know she returned withdrawing her hand nervously from his pamphlet what is it then he asked rather coldly well this she pushed forward a rival pamphlet sheridan took it up and dropped it again with a sour look a chile d'auvernay was the name written on the cover he handed it back to her side of the table turned his head from her so that only the profile was visible and drummed on the table with his fingers i don't think this sort of thing is any use said he very gently and very firmly you won't read it no why not because it's waste of time paul yes may i read you a little certainly if you wish it she took up the paper with shaking hands her throat was dry she moistened her lips then she began it must be war to the knife neither concession nor compromise is possible set yourself against everything established because everything that is established is a lie the only truth possible to you is the attitude of the destroyer on no excuse will you become the servant of the system nor clothe yourself with tyrannical power under the fiction that you are representing another all offices all elections are a lie if you climb you do so by treading on the necks of your fellows you make a ladder of souls in all things you must be the equal of others property you must repudiate do the bourgeoisie respect it who thieve from you personal appropriation is not all things are common to all men your right is everywhere all things are yours in the heart of a sphere of lies grows up this truth irresistible ominous and soon it will burst it asunder she broke off suddenly sheridan sat immovable except that he had courteously left off drumming on the table oh dear sighed lucilla well asked sheridan without turning his head 
i can't read something cold takes hold of my throat when i try to i think it is because of you i'm sure i'm very sorry i was listening what more can i do but i feel you don't like it then lucilla why do you try and read it to me the girl sighed rather fiercely i'm reading it because i like it you've no idea said she in a low struggling voice how difficult it is how very difficult it is for me to differ from you sheridan turned his face round suddenly it was full of a very cordial and helpful friendliness i am really sorry that you like this stuff said he oh it isn't stuff you are prejudiced against monsieur d'auvernay not a bit of it and perhaps i should not have said i am sorry you like it so much as that i am sorry you attach importance to it to me it reads like a string of irrelevancies does it certainly i can detect nothing practical in it at all i think d'auvernay meant it to be an ideal principle a guide very well then that makes me suspect him a man who speaks of being in all things equal with others and that everything that is established is a lie is talking nonsense and probably knows it but the rest it is all mere claptrap if her majesty sent for d'auvernay to-morrow in order to bestow office upon him with a view to his bringing in a bill for the nationalization of the land would he call that treading on the necks of his fellows and do you suppose he would refuse i firmly believe he would cried lucilla quite loud and with a spark in her eye then he's neglecting his duty lucilla laughed in spite of herself sheridan echoed it the laugh eased the growing tension between them sheridan leaned over the table with his friendliest smile you tell me it is difficult for you to differ from me ah yes why should you try to do so then it argues that you don't really differ if you did it would be easy lucilla's lips parted and closed again a sigh escaped her instead of the reply for which he waited i don't care for the bourgeoisie he continued a socialist is in effect of no class but i would suggest to you that it is just as criminal to be too much before the time and to try and force action upon it for which it is not ready as it is to be behindhand and to attempt to retard reform besides he added and now he was tugging at his moustache it is absurd let d'auvernay try to administer the affairs of the smallest office and realize the complexity of the interests involved before he clamours for a clean erasure lucilla tossed d'auvernay's pamphlet which was entitled down with the bourgeoisie aside paul said she springing up suddenly with quite a changed air i've been trying to put together a little notice of the coming lectures in the local papers and i can't do it a bit my head aches after correcting all my schoolwork, and i feel almost imbecile hand it over to me said sheridan beaming kindly can't i put it together for you i've got time he glanced at his watch now how good you are here is some paper and the beginning i made she brought it to him and as he drew up to the table stood leaning over his shoulder and pointing things out to him with her fine little finger you see i meant this and that she said and it wouldn't come into shape all right said he i see i shall bring it out straight presently lucilla left his side she pushed a low stool to the hearth and sat down on it leaning her head on her hand the light from the lamp fell on his notable forehead and strong face trifling though the task was he accepted it with all his heart and was soon absorbed in writing away rapidly pushing the pages aside as they were done stopping now and then to make an erasure and to touch his moustache thoughtfully as though it helped his ideas but going on again immediately 
now and then he sighed lucilla her cheek burning under her hand watched him all the time he was at work dreaming meanwhile dreams that were utterly alien from him to the surface observer the thoughts of these two comrades of the revolution were but two sides of the same thing in reality there was between them the possibility of opposition more irreconcilable than between them and their common foe there said sheridan tossing aside the last sheet and smiling to find the large-eyed gaze upon him there's a handsome advertisement if you want one do you know said she your face keeps reminding me of something and what is that said he something in nature you make nothing of nature never see it i believe yet your face reminds me of a mountain i once saw it was one of the range of hills that lay opposite the windows of a house where i was staying the sun set over them this hill was shaped differently from the rest it had the aspect of the face of a man lying upwards to the sky and it changed like a face does that was i suppose just atmospheric effect the passing of cloud and sunshine but it gave me the feeling of a vast silent communicativeness lucilla said sheridan gently i'm afraid i don't understand all this poetry the only poetry i can see is that which one puts into everyday work and life but you'll let me tell you yes oh please do go on his face cleared and softened he had given up some of his precious time to help this strange little creature in her incomprehensible difficulties and he was not going to be balked of his intention there were two ideas that i always associated with the hill the features were curiously like yours like mine and i could never look at it without the idea of democracy springing unbidden to my mind indeed i think i can understand that but i wanted to say this the girl's voice shook in the face of the mountain was something that is lacking in yours well lucilla it was impossible for him to keep a note of dryness from his tone oh nothing at all you lack that single quality i know it and it vexes me sheridan moved rather uneasily in his chair and tugged at his moustache in desperation the girl's tone had been so gentle and pleading he could not but be touched by it and it felt that her sensitiveness had shrunk from something in his own he turned his face towards her again and that with his inimitably sweet smile if you are going to bring me to book for failing to carry out a chance resemblance to a mountain in every particular i am sure i shall not know how to answer but paul i found the difference typical the girl's voice was sharp with pain all right where am i in fault the tone was not in the least nettled it was interested and kind if lucilla could widen his sphere of self-knowledge she was by so much more his friend there was no one who suffered less from diseased vanity than sheridan is it faith that you want said she i shouldn't have said so he returned then why do you rely so much on opportunity why don't you make a way yourself i should have thought that was the chief sign of my faith my opportunism is a lively symbol of it what i do is to trust and to follow on to dream that my dream lies within my opportunities and to seize them but it makes you lack the great quality which makes a great leader she persisted he reflected on the words with a shade of amusement in his eyes detecting an image of himself in her mind to which his consciousness did not altogether correspond i begin to suspect that the missing quality is the sublime said he chuckling whoever said i was to be a great leader she looked at him reproachfully pray who has decided that i am to be great 
i am he continued with that genuineness whose infusion into his nature made his power more powerful merely a man of detail and resource you can do what you like she returned in a low hurried voice a man like you a man like you no i can't do what i like said he his face assuming an aspect of deep perplexity that is your want of faith said she she was gazing at him with glowing eyes but the eyes of her mind were fixed on something beyond lucilla's was the naked daring dream of sheer revolution she was ever in suspense for the tremendous word which would transfigure life and place that revolutionary notion of hers within measurable distance she oscillated between these moods of suppressed expectation and the everyday depression on which she expended her dry smiles and sarcasms if paul would only utter that word would give that signal and from him she would have it come and not from another there was nothing she would not do no rash leap in the dark she would not have taken under his direction but would he utter it in knowledge of the world lucilla was a mere dreaming baby a child with a fairy tale and she really believed that sheridan had this in his power i have it in my heart thought she but i have no voice he must be the voice it must come from him meanwhile paul uneasily suspecting an overestimation of his power sought a reply which should be at once true and kind i see you are labouring under some mistake concerning me came his composed tones in between her thinking but i am not under an error as to myself i know what sort of a mind i have expectation had not yet gone underground she waited for more the silence began to have a particular intensity turning his head he caught the glow in her eyes and smiled i believe you want to die heroically in trafalgar square said he suddenly inspired now that marks the difference between us i am simply engrossed in working out that matter of the gas and water he spoke jokingly but was startled to see the sudden blanching of her face oh said she in her driest voice you'll do very well he leaned towards her inquiringly oh she added lowering her eyes and fighting with a rising sob you will succeed all right shall i said he very gently of course i should be glad of that but so commonplace a thing as success was not only no part of lucilla's ideal it was not permitted to it paul stepped down from his pedestal when he said he should be glad why yes said she you'll get on i can't help wishing for recognition of course said he looking at her in grave surprise but only if it is part of a larger success i assure you of that lucilla oh yes said she putting her hand up to her throat i don't think i am quite following you said he with rather pathetic friendliness of manner perhaps not oh i dare say there is nothing to follow you'll read the pamphlet won't you said he kindly look here if you've got all these copy-books to correct i might leave you the proof a day longer i want your opinion on it you know he pointed to the heap of school-work as he spoke her heart fluttered in her breast his kindness chained and subdued that larger passion which it harboured that cosmical emotion once she had connected it with his personality alone the habit of reference to him was still strong but change and rebellion were already at work if she had spoken the words would have run into an entreaty for a more exacting claim upon her allegiance don't give me kindness she would have said that way you trouble me say something rousing call me to do something 
But Sheridan made no such claim, had no such idea. These moods of Lucilla had indeed an annoying side to the strong man of plain affairs, but she was his friend and comrade, and he had a great kind patience. Indeed, his gentleness deepened as her face blanched more and more. He would have given much to assuage the hurt which he perceived without comprehending. I promise to call round on Littleton. He is hard at work just now on the sketch of a factory act, said he, making a new effort to interest her yes i hate a factory act returned lucilla who yearned to hear that the planet was in a blaze do you i am sorry for that because i think it important well good-bye i suppose i must go i speak by the way from platform five on sunday in the park i like these great assemblies of the people said she firing up when i touch them i touch reality i am safe with them i have my true place among them i am afraid neither of their vice their roughness nor their disease i don't believe you are lucilla said he cordially but i must be off to my work he took her hand holding it warmly i wish i could have helped you more i dare say i've said the wrong thing do forgive me well i've no doubt i shall see you in the park he looked at her with kind consideration he met a strange solemn gaze that startled him and dropping her hand he withdrew End of chapter eleven